Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Help Myself Podcast. I am your host, John M. Singletary Sr. Gotta put that senior in there because I got a junior who I do it for. As a matter of fact, he was the subject of today's Monday Morning Mind Hack. So if you're following me on my socials, go check that out on the Help Myself Podcast, Instagram, the Help Myself Podcast, Facebook, and also my personal Facebook, John Singletary, and my personal Instagram, at John M. Singletary. You can also find it on my LinkedIn, and I'll share it on my Twitter, which is also at John M. Singletary. Been kind of active on Twitter a little bit lately, but I'm not advising you to follow or not to follow. It's a very interesting, raw, and authentic ride at this point. (laughs) But uh, definitely check that out. Um, I tell you, my son, he inspires me uh, so much. And so since I started off that way, this segment of Help Wanted, I want to shout out LJ, my co-pilot. He's in school right now. I'm getting prepared. Uh, got a couple of meetings at work, so I'm getting prepared, y'all. But let me tell you something. I am excited because the countdown to my retirement is officially on. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to let me know. Do you think that my post-Air Force career will be one of getting it popping with the Help Myself podcast or not? Nah? <laughs> Do they even say or not nah anymore? I don't think. I think I'm the only one to no, I'm excited to count down. Um, it has been an amazing 22 plus years and the time has come, you know, got to move on and move out of the way so that so many of the other folks on my team that I've had the privilege and the honor of serving with uh, can begin to their ascent into leadership and to develop those skills. So while it is coming quickly, it's not coming immediately. So I don't want anybody to think that I'm going to be unemployed very soon. We still got a little ways to go, but uh, we're definitely in preparation uh, for my retirement next year. And uh, I am excited about that. I am excited to be able to take uh, my relationship with my son and my responsibilities as a father to the next level. I owe him so much more because of all that my son has done for me. He's given me a very dedicated, clear, and concise vision for my life and for what manhood should look like. Uh, He's given me the privilege of being a father. He's an amazing kid. Uh, He's given me a perspective that I would not have otherwise been able to get. And um, he has definitely helped me see the man that I am supposed to be. And I tell you, um, this journey of mental health this journey of emotional well-being i just don't believe that i would be as as far on this journey as i am now because of him because listen there is one thing that uh he's very joyful and that he's filled with energy and all but he's a human being he feels the full spectrum of emotions and his awareness and things like that so there is a heavy responsibility on my end to be a tone setter and to build and create the right atmospheres. You know, there are decisions that I had to make because my son is joyful. And so it's upon me to cultivate that joy. So there was a lot of self-reflection that I had to do 
what kind of life that I wanted to create for us. And so um, I take the responsibility that has pre been presented to me and I'm inspired and thankful for my son because he has made it evident of who I need to be. And so I'm grateful, I'm thankful, and I'm encouraged because um, I won't lie to you and tell you that this journey is easy or that uh, that we're out of the clear. There are still difficult, tough times, uh, especially regarding mental and emotional well-being. But I have a tool set that I've never had before. And I'm thankful and I'm grateful. And, you know, like so many of us like to say, I love to say it onwards and upwards. I know that things can only get better from here. And it's just been a process of having to let go of a lot of things that don't serve me, that don't serve the journey that me and LJ are on. So help wanted. I am grateful and thankful for my son. And so how about we get into some leadership thoughts? I got some very direct thoughts about leadership. So let's get into that in the next segment. All right, um, man, I am excited. And I, I tell you what, I, I've told this, uh, I don't want to call it a lie, because I honestly don't think that my podcasts are too long, especially when it's just me solo. But I always pop in here and say, this is going to be real quick, then I get to flowing. And it's not as quick as I thought it was going to be. But I sincerely believe that this was going to be one of my opportunities to get in and then get out. Uh, but today I want to talk about to whom much is given, much is required. To whom much is given, much is required. Uh, you know, I really, really, really think that people need to understand that uh, leadership is a unique calling. And I'll tell you why this conversation is sitting on my heart because I experienced several leaders complaining about um, people saying that they are under certain leadership and it's difficult and it's hard. And their response was, well, y'all treat me a certain way too. And I go through things too as a leader. And they're absolutely right. You know, everything that people under your leadership can complain about, their struggles, their pains, you know, their confusions, all of that, a leader feels that too, because as leaders, we are human. So there's an ex extreme amount of compassion that I have for that. But at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day you're a leader like you don't get the privilege of complaining about it the way that other folks complain about it and and here's what I mean by that you know if if somebody says the organization hurt me and then you say, well, uh, the people in the organization hurt the leader. Like, 
that's that's a false equivalency because you are the leader you are the person that is in charge of setting that atmosphere that is in charge of setting the tone and the tempo and so many leaders that um i have the the privilege of of, of mentoring and, and and talking to one of their complaints is, is i don't have the power to do this the power to do that well let me tell you something in leadership i've found that unless you are some crazy dictator with a strong military you don't just have carte blanche as far as power and ability to change things but you do have a responsibility to impact everything under your influence and sometimes it could just be how you carry yourself in the military so many times my leadership has been ex displayed by how i dealt with adversity when i did not have the power nor the ability to change what was going on. Um, and I think those are the areas where I grew most in my leadership. And those are lessons that I was able to apply to my personal life that when things are not going my way, how do I respond? And, you know, the woe is me. It's time out for that. I'm not saying that leaders um, don't feel, leaders don't hurt. Absolutely. I think really good leaders probably feel more and hurt more than anybody I know. But I will tell you this. One, you signed up to be the leader. Whether, you know, you got voluntold or whatever, you put yourself in a position to be a leader. And as a leader, if you can't handle it, resign, step down, get out of the way. But all of this complaining about oh, leadership is hard. It's supposed to be hard because you are a leader. You are the one that's at the front and you're supposed to lead that way. You are the one that is responsible and you're supposed to lead that way. You are the one that sets the tone and the atmosphere. And whether your leadership is demonstrative and performative or whether you're the cool hand that keeps everything rolling in the background, you still have to find a way to be the one that's in the front, taking the brunt of everything so that the people under your leadership can operate in safety and in confidence and encouragement to realize their strengths, their abilities, their power, and what they bring to the table. And if you are calling yourself a leader, but yet you're so caught up on complaining about what leadership brings to the table, then you may need to go somewhere and sit down. Seriously. Because leadership ain't easy, but somebody got to do it. You hear me? And, and there are times when leadership will absolutely kick your behind. There are times when leadership will absolutely break your heart. There are times when leadership will absolutely pull you to the very edge of what you thought you could handle and push you beyond that point. There are times when no matter how hard you work, no matter how much you do, nobody will be satisfied. But here's the thing. Uh, like I was reading a situation where there was a leader and it was complaining about how people leave organizations based on um, being hurt by organizations. 
And the leader was complaining that, oh, well, leaders go through that too. But I think that it was misguided to express it that way because as a leader, you're supposed to find a way to make sure the people in your organization are not being used and abused. You don't make a false equivalency saying, you get used and abused, well, I do too. Well, you're the one with the leadership position, so I think there's a problem there. You know, if people are getting uh, misused in my organization, it is my responsibility to find a way to fix the problem. Uh, and, And in my organization, man, again, last week, I tell you, you know, there were some times when I felt like my hair was on fire. There were some times when it got really crazy. But one thing that all my people left each meeting feeling like, we didn't always get the response that we wanted. We didn't get the results that we wanted. Uh, Some of it was terrible news. But the one thing that they did understand is they knew, like everybody that knows me, they know. And when it comes to my people, when it comes to taking care of people, that people are first, last, and the whole shebang when it comes to me and leadership. And if you want to have a problem with me, try to do wrong by one of my folks. We'll have a whole misunderstanding. You hear me? I will come unglued. They know I'm a dog. One of the jokes I make is when it comes to doing right by my people, and I feel like I'm doing the right thing, once I'm convinced I'm right, I'll fight God if I have to, because it means that much to me. I know what it feels like to have bad leadership, to have leadership that could care less, to have leadership that is incompetent, to have leadership that guides their style more so to the people above them than to the people that they're called to serve. I understand these, but I also know what it feels like to have a good leader, to have an expressive leader, to have a leader that 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 allows you to understand what's going on, that puts you in position so that you can win not only in the organization or the group, but that you could win personally. So I know what both sides look like. And sadly and regrettably, I've had a much bigger share of bad leaders than I have good leaders. But the one thing that really encourages me is that I know that I had the potential and the opportunity to be a good leader. And the one thing about leadership, and I think I'm I'm, I'm, I'm near my close, but the one thing about leadership, we've got to understand that we've got to embrace, that we've really got to get down to a point is is that when you are talking about leadership, when you are talking about being a leader, it ain't about you no more. It ain't about you. You got to let all that go. You got to let go of, they hurt my feelings, they did this, they did that. You got to put it on the line for your folks. And I mean that in every which way possible. You cannot be a leader if you are the only thing that you're concerned about. In leadership, it requires sacrifice. In leadership, it requires (laughs) a good amount of suffering. It requires some selflessness. It requires a vision. And you got to cast that vision, man. You got to be up front. 
you know, people say, you know, I'm, I'm a quiet leader and that's okay. It's okay. You don't got to be a rah-rah leader, but you definitely have to communicate the vision because vision leaks and you can get up one day and say, this is what we're going to be. And if you don't, if you don't continually put that before the people, before you know it, they'll forget and your organization, your group, uh, it'll just be chaos. But leadership means that you're putting it on the line because everything that we do in our organizations, one of the, one of the things that I say often is that in the Air Force, every job and everything we do in the Air Force directly impacts a person, whether it's managing, you know, the administrative records, even though you work in an administrative uh, function, you're administrating the records of people. If you work in finance, you're, you're, you're handling the finances of people. You know, if you're out on the flight line, making sure the planes can get up, you're keeping those planes operational and safe for the benefit of people. Uh, you know, I was a fuels troop, so I was making sure that not only were the planes gassed up, but that they had, you know, the right, um, because we, we did hydrogen and nitrogen and things like that to make sure that, you know, they could breathe at those high altitudes. We do that for the benefit of people uh, in recruiting. We are ensuring not only that people have an opportunity, but that the right people are brought into the organization so that we can do the best job of taking care of people. Everything we do is attached to people. And as a leader, everything that you do as a leader points back to people. And if you're selfish, uh, if you're short-sighted, if you're inept, that impacts people. And people all the time, you know, they look and, and I tell them, I say, you know, in my position, I have a lot of power, but I don't have a lot of time. So I had to make the decision. Did I want to be good or did I want to look out for me? Because there's not enough time to do both. So I chose that I wanted to be a good leader for the people who have trusted me and given me the privilege to lead them. And so there's not a lot of time for me to be looking out for me and trying to take advantage of the benefits because I've got work to do for the people that are trusting me. But the one thing about leadership is when you see that void, you have to stop asking yourself the question, who's going to step in? True leadership is recognizing the void and stepping in and asking of yourself, what can I do to make this situation better? And then stepping up and doing that. And I'll tell you what, Bad leaders, they know they're bad leaders. <laughs> bad leaders are aware of their limitations. Bad leaders, they feel it. You know, it may look like they're getting away with stuff and, and things are going their way, but trust me, they feel it. They understand. And so I want to encourage you to all my people that are considering leadership, all my people that are in the middle of leadership, all of my people that are aspiring to leadership, don't get in it for the accolades or to be up on the stage. Get into leadership because you care about people and you want to make a difference in lives. That's the best thing that leadership has ever done for me, is to be able to see people and see their careers 
and their lives get better. And that's all the thanks that I could ever want from being a leader. You don't got to be attached to me. You ain't got to give me credit for this, this, and that. Man, seeing people live their best life, it's that for me. (laughs) So we out to the next segment, which you obviously know is one of my favorites. So let's move on to the next segment. Well, well, well. Let me start off by saying we're going to do something a little different. But the one thing we ain't going to change is the fact that you've gotten to my favorite segment, and that is F Yo Couch. (laughs) I have no idea why I say it like that and why I get so exuberant when we get to F Yo Couch, I think. Uh, that's probably one of my favorite sketches ever. So, you know, you just can't help but feel the energy when you get to that. But I want to encourage you. I, let me let me tell you where I'm coming from with this. Um, so when this past year, you know, a lot of people, you know, due to the pandemic and the different quarantines and just the different things that changed, I've watched people really get active and trying to figure out a way to make the world a better place. And I've connected myself with individuals and groups and collectives that are finding their areas of passion and doing everything in their power to contribute positively based on their passions and what they desire to do. And so I want to encourage you, this is the first day of the second to the last month of the year 2021 can you believe it it is almost 2022 i was watching tv last night and they were talking about a player and his dad played uh football also and he said yeah yeah you know his dad played for such and such a team at the turn of the century and in my mind i'm thinking 1900 and then i was like wait a minute The turn of the century was 20 years ago. I was a whole adult at the turn of the century. It's crazy. Feels like it was just yesterday. But but I want to encourage you to find your passions and go after it. I know that sounds generic as I don't know what. But listen to me when I tell you. I know so many people that have started shows, started YouTube channels, started podcasts started businesses uh they're printing up t-shirts they're creating merchandise writing books um doing screenplays just getting active in following the dream and so not only has technology put the power and the ability into our hands but the way that we react and move around in the world has given us the opportunity And listen, I do not want to come off as condescending to people who are just caught in the everyday struggle. But I do want to encourage you, if not now, when? When would you take control of the opportunities that are before you? I would much rather try something and fail than to not try and regret. And trust me, Failure and rejection hurts. Listen, I cannot, man, I've been dealing with that. I'm dealing with it now. It's just part of it. But 
there's a part of me that says I would rather deal with whatever it's going to be, my wins, my losses, my hills, and my valleys, and know than I would to sit around and wonder and create narratives that may or may not be true. Because for every time that it's a no, eventually you're going to get to a yes. A yes is just a no that would never give up. You know what I'm saying? Or if you want to look at it a different way, no, N-O, new opportunity. So I want to encourage you to get up off your couch to go have an amazing day and to make this the first day of an amazing life. If it's not just one of the many days of an amazing life, start today. So I'm going to close out how we always close out. Listen, I can't help myself. I've got to encourage. I've got to inspire. I've got to empower. But I can help myself by being the absolute best version of myself. And you can too. So why not we do it together? I'm out, y'all. Say-